The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. This episode of All I Want for Christmas is This Podcast is brought to you by the TV Guide Podcast Network and Survivor Brothers, the ultimate unofficial podcast. Join TV Guide Survivor superfans Fox Van Allen and Lance Cartelli every week as they dig deep into season 39 of the hit CBS competition reality show Survivor. You'll get interviews with your favorite Survivor castaways, strategy deep dives, unique insights, and more. It is the perfect way to keep up with Survivor 39 Island of the Idols. So subscribe to Survivor Brothers, the ultimate ultimate unofficial podcast from TV Guide Now, wherever you stream your podcasts. Season's greetings and welcome to TV Guides. All I want for Christmas is this podcast. I'm your host, Julia Lechner, and I'm jingle bell rocking into your podcast feed every Tuesday and Thursday this holiday season to break down the must-watch seasonal films you need to see this year. Today, I am joined by TV Guide senior editor, Caitlin Thomas, and we are talking about Hallmark's new holiday original movie, Right Before Christmas. Welcome to the show, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to have you here because you're a One Tree Hill fan. I am. And we have a One Tree Hill reunion in Right Before Christmas that we'll be talking about today on the show. Um, And just to start us off, I'll give our viewers a little summary of the film in case they haven't seen it before. Right Before Christmas. The movie centers around a recently single Jessica, played by Tori DeVito, who sends Christmas cards to people who have impacted her life. The aunt who raised her, her younger brother in the military, a pop star who has, who was part of the soundtrack of her life, the music teacher who inspired her, and the best friend who always tells her the truth. As each person receives Jessica's card, they are sparked to act in their own lives to make them better. Also, Chad Michael Murray is there, but not one of the people listed. He is the son of the music teacher who inspired her. Um, Caitlin, there's a whole lot going on in this movie. Um, Yeah, it was way more than I thought should be in this movie. Way more than I feel like are in most of these like Christmas movies. It was kind of hard for me to follow it. Uh, did you have that same problem? Uh, I did. Um, there are some Love Actually vibes in that we are mm-hmm. getting many different plot lines. Um, unlike Love Actually, I was not able to follow everyone in this film, um, especially early in the movie. Uh, my husband and I turned to each other and said multiple times aloud, who is that? What's happening? Like that it would cut from scene to scene so quickly. Um, so we did just list all the people she sends cards to. Um, but the film before she sends all her um, Hallmark cards, which I'm assuming they're Hallmark cards, and this is <laughs> a lot of product placement in this movie. I hope so. Um, but they're great cards. Because um, the film opens with Jessica, who owns a music shop, um, and she is photoshopping a Christmas card of her and her boyfriend. Uh, together and I think the photos are not of them actually together it's like she found a photo from his corporate website (laughs) that's definitely what it appeared to be on her like photoshop kind of thing she photoshopped everything together and I think she had like pre-cut like things like a snow globe and a wreath that she was adding to them yeah, it was not the strongest Photoshop job. And, uh, you know, I try not to get too judgy of our heroines early in, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. So so she's Photoshopping this card. Thus far, this isn't too wild. Um, and then we find out that she and she has been seeing 
I want to say an eye doctor, but he's not because she keeps judging him for it. Mm-hmm. He, he works at like a lens crafters yes, or something. That's the, yeah. Yeah. Fitting people for glasses. And um, she photoshops them together in a Christmas card. And her friend keeps saying he might propose to Jessica that evening because they're going to the restaurant Primo's where everyone gets proposed to. Um, also, just a shout out. I love that Primo's was the fancy place in this movie because I'm from Jersey and Primo's is a sub chain that is not fancy where you get hoagies. <laughs> So I thought that every time I heard it. Um, And they keep hyping up like, you might get proposed to tonight. Uh, You know, Jessica's really into Christmas, but her boyfriend's not into Christmas. And then we find out they've only been dating for three months. Yeah, she was really rushing through that, which is not that weird for like a Hallmark Christmas movie. But for the first relationship of it, it felt a little... Well, fast. Yeah. I mean, everyone is on their own timelines uh, in their lives. But I just want to say, Jessica, you did not read the room. I don't (laughs) think this man was. I think they were on two different timelines and three months meant very different things. He did. He was not interested in being photoshopped into a Christmas card was the vibe that I got. Mm -hmm. Um, So he takes her out to a fancy dinner and dumps her. As you do. Yeah. Why do people do that? Why do you make a reservation to a nice restaurant and then not let the person eat? Like, are you like, do they stay after the person storms out and get a, a meal? I don't know. Yeah. In this film, she did not. She just storms out. But ladies and gentlemen out there, if someone dumps you in a fancy restaurant, stay seated, get order the most expensive thing, put it in a box and then walk out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they should really be th- rethinking this. Yeah. So she she gets dumped pretty early in. Um, and then takes these five Christmas cards she intended to send to him every day of the week. Um, also a little weird. Yeah, because, again, she was a little more into it than he was uh, feeling her. Um, and then she sends them to the five most, in people in her, more, most important people in her life, which we already listed. Um, and that's when the magic of the movie begins. And then we cut to a few different scenes meeting those people. <laughs> um, people I still don't really understand. Yeah. Uh, based on what you do understand of them, uh, would you like to introduce us to some of the storylines that we... Um, yeah, we meet her brother, who is apparently in the army, but he's not shipped out. He's just somewhere else waiting to be shipped out. Yes. And he gets one of the cards. And his hair looks wonderful, even though he's always just wearing a hat. Um, and he, so he gets one. He's waiting to be stationed in Germany. Um, and then there's a female soldier there who he is just meeting and clearly is interested in. And she has not gotten her shipping orders yet. Um, but then we quickly cut to another storyline. Um, we also meet Jessica's aunt, who raised the brother and Jessica. Um, and her husband has passed away. And the aunt is just at home making fruitcake. And she meets a local neighbor who has a $6 million man haircut um, and a dog that needs fostering. Um, we also meet a boy bander who's gone solo. which and not successfully is what I understand from that. Yeah. He has a gaudy home, so it looks like he has some money, but it's kind of dated. And it, so he's there. His brother slash manager is there, who I didn't realize they were related at first. No idea. I feel like they might have said it, but I was like, is this his boyfriend? I don't understand this relationship. My husband said the exact same thing. We were trying to figure out what the whole dynamic was there because um, it was a manager, but there was more mm-hmm. to it. So it turns out it's his brother um, slash manager. Again, very love action. I mean, that's just a love yeah, actually plot. It really is. It's just <laughs> stolen from that movie. Straight up. Um, so he's a former boy bander who's now at home and he has to play Christmas gig, but he's just you know not really feeling it um we never meet the former music teacher of jessica's but her son her adopted son is chad michael murray yes um 
because it also turns out that in addition to having a music shop, Jessica loves playing the cello but doesn't play it as frequently. And also throughout the movie, she's prompted to learn to love music again and audition um, for local orchestra as the so substitute second chair cello. Um, it seems like a lot we're listing to you guys this week, but honestly, there's, this is all in the first five to ten minutes of the movie. There's so much happening. I can follow it in Love Actually. I don't know why it was so difficult in this film. I feel like they like those characters in Love Actually had a lot more, I feel like, personality going for them. Because for at first, when I saw the boy bander, I honestly almost thought it was supposed to be Chad Michael Murray. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm just not paying attention. I know what Chad Michael Murray looks like. But yeah. <laughs> they looked similar. They had similar haircuts. It was a little bit confusing. Yeah. We don't meet Chad Michael Murray immediately. We see him, like, bump into her on mm-hmm. the street because there is a lot of the added, you've kind of known each other for years, but you didn't really know each other vibe, you know, to make yes. it fate. Um, but Chad Michael Murray photographs weddings and engagements that all seem to be held at Primo's, the restaurant the where everybody town. goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we also float that everyone loves It's a Wonderful Life. Um, and if you reference It's a Wonderful Life, it means you truly love Christmas and it's meant to be. There was a lot of, like, reminding us of movies we like more than this movie. Like, love it actually. <laughs> it's a wonderful life. Um, and, uh, yeah, so she finally meets... Chad Michael Murray, and he gets the card that's meant for his music teacher mother. Yes. And then he stalks her and goes, like, I got your card. And he follows her into her apartment building. And she was just like, I have mace or pepper spray or whatever. She does warn that she's going to mace him, but he's Chad Michael Murray, so she lets him in her apartment. Naturally. Um, and he thanks her for the card on behalf of his mother. And then the mother wants him to also give a cello to Jessica. Which feels like a really big gift. It's a, it, physically, yes, is a large gift and clearly expensive. Um, so Jessica now can practice for her audition for the orchestra. Yeah. Um, at the same time as this, her friend is prompting her to get back out there after being dumped by the lens crafters guy. After like three days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and has like a really weird pep talk about it. Her Jessica says, I'm going to take a break from dating. I just got dumped right before Christmas at a fancy restaurant. And her friend, I I know they're trying to give us exposition, but her friend says something like, look, you lost your parents tragically in an accident. Life is short. You need to get back out there and start dating. <laughs> and the friend's known as like a friend who keeps it real or always tells her the truth. And I know we're trying to introduce this additional information of she's orphaned, um, but I don't think that was necessary. I don't think so at all. Instead of an aunt, it could have been a mom. There's like all this added stuff to it Jessica's over complicates everything. They're like, let's give her this backstory, but also this backstory. It'll make it more tragic. Yeah. She's into the cello. She lost her parents. Her brother shipped overseas. Her aunt <laughs> is lonely, but kind of not lonely. Um, we're just given a, a lot of characters um, to juggle and decide who we're the most invested in um, and who we care about the most. Um, We learn a little bit more about Chad Michael Murray. In addition to being a photographer, he grew up in a foster home slash orphanage that is right next door to Primo's restaurant where he works. Um, And he volunteers there. He's there nearly every night dressed as Santa Claus. I don't believe that, but good for you, Chad Michael Murray. (laughs) I had difficulty believing it, too. Sometimes things are written on the page, but I don't know if I believed that some of the characters were doing the things. Chad Michael Murray's storyline specifically. Um, Also, just a fun fact, when she gets dumped and walks outside Primo's, first of all, Primo's is visibly very 
like right next door sharing property with an orphanage, which is sad. It's a very strange setup. And she calls a taxi. Yeah, the taxi is right there. Yeah, a suburban taxi that's in front of a taxi stand at the orphanage slash fancy restaurant. We're just presented with a whole lot in this world <laughs> that we have to believe. <laughs> um, so she really in this movie only hangs out with Chad Michael Murray for what I can guess is a a day and a half. That seems about right. They also go Christmas tree shopping for the orphanage. Yes. Um, and yeah, I would say maybe 36 hours is how much they much time they spend together. Yeah, I did want to quantify it. So he meets her one night because he kind of, he, he invites herself into her home. So mm-hmm. he's there for like 40 seconds to just say, I got your card. My mom didn't get it, but she thanks you. He shows up to her place of business and gives her a cello. Then he takes her from her place of business picks out a Christmas tree and they say they are in an orphanage for six hours helping the children and singing to them and then they are really not together again until the end of the film yeah no because he uh he also plays hockey which is another thing I don't believe but she showed up (laughs) to like his hockey game or something yeah he was with another girl he was taking headshots of her because he's a photographer yes and so she but she obviously saw there was another girl so she left yeah and then he shows up at her place of business and her ex, the optometrist. No, I want to keep saying that. And that's why <laughs> the I say, fake optometrist. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not saying bad things about this career choice. She roasts him for yeah, her. <laughs> she, I believe, said that he is not a doctor. He just makes bifocals. Yes. Which was a very strange specific it, burn, but I felt like it worked. Unnecessarily mean <laughs> um, when being dumped. Uh, so... She he shows up at Jessica's place of work to say, I think I might be interested in you again, which they love to float in these movies. But as we all know, sometimes people slip in the texts months later. So this does happen. Yep. Um, he shows up at her place of business. Chad Michael Murray sees her talking to her ex of three months. So he also walks away and thinks, you know, she's already taken again. Um, so it's just those missed. We're just waiting for t- two very brief misconnections to mm-hmm. be cleared up. Um, And then that two hours is filled with many storylines that we've already told you about. And we're going to get a little bit deeper into them right after this quick break. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. And we are back. We're talking right before Christmas on Hallmark. So as I mentioned, we have about, um, you know, whatever it is, an hour and 90 minutes of the movie where the leads aren't really hanging out, Mm -hmm. which I have to say, I really wanted more of it. What I want in these movies is to watch two people slowly fall in love or, you know, maybe they don't get along in the beginning, but then they realize they do care for each other. But you're really not seeing the two leads connecting and Not at all. They spend most of their time with their friends or other people. Yeah. So you're hoping there is there's no will they won't they. I mean, you know, they'll couple up at the end, but you don't really get the the pang where you want to see the two people falling for each other because there's no chemistry because they're not in the same room at the same time very frequently. Yeah. <laughs> um, the storyline that I was the most interested in, I think, might be the boy band. Really? Storyline. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about that. Okay, so there's a former boy bander who went solo, and he lives in a weird gaudy mansion with his brother slash manager, even though there's like a very significant age difference between the two of them. They are brothers. Um, And 
he wants to he gets the card from Jessica that says like you're my idol I listen to your music during a difficult time in my life so Jessica's card prompts him to write a new Christmas song he doesn't want to rest on his laurels anymore and he loves music again so he writes a Christmas song inspired by her card and then his brother manager calls the former boy banders to the house so he can make up with them and they can sing this song together at a concert at the end of the movie and the three men are not they're not they were never in a boy band together i'm pretty sure when one of them was a boy one was a grown man the age differences are significant and i don't believe they were in a boy band and they show up to his door singing as former boy banders do they quickly forgive him and say hey we were all young man like Fame just got to your head, which again, like one of them was definitely not young when the boy band was founded because they're different ages. Um, And then they hang out. They work on new music. A radio station person comes to interview them at one point and they're all wearing headsets, but only the main boy bander is holding a microphone that's like a karaoke microphone and the other two are not on mic. Yeah, their interview did not happen. No, they did not get caught on audio. Um, And then it seemed like a scene that they weren't given lines in or they kind of didn't rehearse. So whenever the radio station guy asked them questions, the two supporting boy banders just say, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And like agreeing with the guy, but they don't know what's going on. Um, So it's just like a very improvised feeling scene. Um, And then at the end of the movie, they all perform at a reunion concert. it's just a wild storyline. And I think in Love Actually, I really liked that storyline too, except that one, Bill Nighy was given a little bit more emotion. Yeah, yeah more emotion to play in that movie. Um, but I loved that they inserted the storyline in this movie. I, You know what? Before you said all of that, I was like, that's my least favorite. But now I'm actually super into it. And I want a full <laughs> movie about this boy band. Yeah, right? Like, I want to know their, their how they founded, what the, broke them up. What did they do during the time that they weren't together? I would absolutely watch that. There's more to that. Well, you said initially it was not your favorite. So what storyline had you the most interested in this movie? I'm going to be honest. It was the ant. And it was only because of that really cute dog named Blitzen. It's yes. like a matchmaking dog. She's like, she went out to get mail and she dropped the card. And then the dog like sees and runs over and he's like, no, you guys are going to be perfect together. And so you keep seeing this relationship. Their whole thing is just like her getting mail and mm-hmm. he like coming into her house. Um, yeah, that one was my favorite one. And I think it's just because of the dog. I don't know. I really like dogs. Yeah. You know what? And that's enough. There's honestly, guys, there's a storyline for everybody in this movie. <laughs> you like troops. You like boy bands. You like dogs. You like friends at your music shop who may or may not get pregnant by the end like you know there's something to root for or interest you they hit every single box it's like they took one like like five different movies and they put them into one movie yeah there's a lot going on (laughs) yeah as you mentioned in the ants storyline she has lost her husband she meets a man in her neighborhood I said before, $6 million man haircut. He has kind of a dated haircut, which I was really feeling in this movie. Like he made a choice 40 years ago of a haircut that worked for him and kept it. Yeah. Um, And he's walking a foster dog that needs a, a forever home with a U. And as we know in these Hallmark movies, this is a, a common thing. Uh, many of you saw we did a Marion Bright episode earlier this season with Jody Sweeten and Andrew Walker. Similar storyline, the mother fosters a puppy she intends to gift to someone but we know that she's not going to give that dog up yeah of course she's going to keep the cute (laughs) puppy so the aunt has a foster dog with her throughout it named blitzen and then also starts to fall for the guy who brought her the puppy 
Naturally. That does not happen in real life as far as I know, but it happens a lot in these movies. Yes. It, and then you get a dog and you get a boyfriend out of it. Two for one deal. I understand why you like that one. It is probably one of the easier storylines to follow. It's very easy to follow. Like, you know what you're getting. You're able to root for them and kind of see them bond throughout it. So you're really just getting the FaceTime of two people mm-hmm. falling for each other, which, again, we're not really getting from the two actual leads. The people we're supposed to be falling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of the movie. Um, I also love that Primo, the restaurant owner, ends up with the girl who got her headshots done by Chad Michael Murray. Did we need a resolution there? No, but everybody's getting a date for Christmas <laughs> this year. Um, her brother overseas, that was a pretty easy storyline to follow once we figured out who everybody was. Yep. He was just interested in another soldier who was homesick. They spend time together in Bond and then find out they're being deployed to Germany together at the end of the movie. So that's another one to easily wrap up. So I think the boy band one just appealed to me because I was like, what is going on in this movie? It had a lot of more moving parts. Yes. Um, Speaking of moving parts, I am still confused about a few parts of this movie. Um, We've at least listed everyone out. Yes. Except there is a mother that comes in the music shop multiple times with a young boy. The mother's name is Ruth. She has a child with her. The boy first plays recorder, then violin, and then guitar. Then she sees a photo of Chad Michael Murray in, with all the children at the foster home and at the orphanage and decides she wants to put it in the newspaper. Yes. What What happened there? It came back from break, from commercial break. I think it was something about her wanting to adopt a kid or something. It was very confusing, and I was like, I don't understand why this person's in this movie. I don't understand why his photo needs to be in the newspaper. I Twitter searched Ruth and this movie, and everyone who came up was just a woman named Ruth who happened to be live <laughs> tweeting this movie. Which shout out to Ruth, you did a good job. But it wasn't the Ruth in the movie, so no one even picked. picked no up. one has questions about this character. <laughs> um, but she, she somehow she either works for a newspaper. Or she fostered and or adopted that boy from that program and now just is reminded like, yeah, we should promote that program and put it in the newspaper. It was very confusing. She sent him an email and then he was just like, yeah, I can meet. And I noticed that his email, he like didn't capitalize anything. Chad Michael Murray. And yes. Like, Chad. And his font is very big. It was very large. I don't know if he has like, a <laughs> problem with he squints a lot when he acts. And I was like, maybe he has an eyesight problem. I don't know. Full circle, though, because then at the end she says... Do you need to discount on glasses? I have an ex who sells glasses. And Maybe. He, he's like, I, you know, I think I do. Yeah. He solved. This is the actual theme of this movie. <laughs> Everything comes full circle. Whether you wanted it to or not, it, it connects <laughs> in the right before Christmas universe. We're going to be right back after one more quick break. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! And we are back. We are talking right before Christmas. Um, So Chad Michael Murray and Jessica are doing their own things separately still during this movie um jessica gets an audition for an orchestra she does that thing that happens in movies where the whole time she keeps saying i don't really play cello much anymore i'm not prepared for this audition and all her friends prompt her like you gotta 
get back out there. You love music. You're a beautiful cellist. I did hear Tori DeVito apparently learned cello for the role. Wow, that's impressive. It's very impressive, and kudos to her. Um, And so she does take this audition because she's been gifted this cello, and she needs to do it justice. And she gets out on stage, and she sits down to audition, and she has one of those lines where she says something like, I'm just doing this for me. I don't really need this. I just needed to prove something to myself kind of lines. Mm -hmm. And then the people are like, okay, go for it. And she starts playing. When people have lines like that in that movie, (laughs) in a movie, I know why it makes sense to us, the viewer, I guess, that she's saying like, I don't, this doesn't matter. This is, I'm here for a bigger purpose kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's, you're kind of wasting the time of the people who are watching you audition yeah and they didn't seem to really be upset about it either no i'd be really upset if you were wasting my time i'd be like why are you even here if you're not serious about it yeah and then she gets the like substitute second chair yes so clearly she's good yeah she makes the part and and she finds out right after she does the audition which means the other people waiting there who we see waiting there with cellos they're just told go home yeah, we found our person. The woman who came in and said, "Honestly, I don't really need this, but I'm here to." Just... <laughs> she didn't say it just like that, but I have issues with people in restaurants who never get to order their meal and <laughs> people who walk in and just vocalize, "I'm I'm just here for me and I don't really care." Um, you know, that's just not respecting other people's time. Jessica slash Tori Devito. <laughs> I feel like Jessica. I just I don't know. I wanted more from her throughout this whole movie. And I, mean, I don't know if it was her actions or if it was just because she didn't have a lot of screen time, basically, with Chad. I don't know. Yeah, we know she loves Christmas. Her apartment was decorated, like, insanely. And I was like, you bought an entire, like, Michael's craft store. Yeah. You're never going to hear me on one of these episodes, and I haven't thus far, come in and say people didn't decorate well. I mean, <laughs> the set deck, once again, is stunning. Her place looks amazing. Chad Michael Murray, again, we had issues believing some of the th- motivations of his character and actions um i also had his the little details in his apartment were so stunning and and good tasted i just like can't imagine him coming home from a long day and saying i'm going to get all this matchy holiday (laughs) stuff and trim like very high up in my loft apartment and have you know holly leaves along my kitchen cabinets and just like all these little details everyone in town has taken so much time to decorate so beautifully every time it makes me feel bad about my own decorations don't like i should be doing more (laughs) (laughs) everyone has is getting professional help or something her her music shop again she walks in at one point and has more ornaments and her friend mimi says more christmas decorations and jessica says yeah of course and when you look around like there's no room for more there's no room no, there's already so much. She's going to have to get rid of like all those guitars just to have room for those decorations. Yeah, there's an a, a, a overwhelming amount of Christmas decorations in that music shop. Um, there's also a decorative storyline that my husband called out. We've seen this in Christmas movies before. She finally, we're going to see her interact with some other storylines. She comes to her aunt's house for Christmas Eve. And Jessica brings a full-size large Christmas tree to her aunt's door wrapped in twine on the evening of christmas eve who 
please tweet at me. Who's buying a Christmas tree at nighttime on Christmas Eve? Who even has trees left at nighttime on Christmas Eve? You're going to have it for a day tops. It's still wrapped. She brings it in, which means it's going to get needles all over that beautiful home. Mm-hmm. Um, and they set it up for one day <laughs> to hang out. They better leave that up through like January 6th at this point to get their use out of it. I hope so. I mean so little time it's a really big tree which i mean in this day and age we know it's an expensive tree that tree is at least six feet six and a half feet huge tree um she buys it brings it to her christmas eve it's just shocking it's not economical guys (laughs) she should have just purchased a fake tree so then she can use it next year as well is it like day end of day donuts where you go to a bakery (laughs) and they're like we're offloading the rest of today's pastries discount tree (laughs) major discount i don't know but it's a good question i have no idea yep so she brings it in that night um then she goes to a concert because she finds out the boy band she loves has reunited she goes to see them perform they dedicate the song to jessica because this new song was prompted by her sending a card to this boy bander and then chad michael murray shows up knowing she'll be there and he has to break in he has to like get in a secret way because he's not on the list yeah he breaks into a christmas <laughs> concert even though he's got a heart of gold he did not pay to be there <laughs> he's snuck in. who goes to a concert on christmas eve nothing says christmas eve to me like a boy band yeah. concert christmas eve and this is the, still the same day of her audition so we've seen a lot going on a lot happened <laughs> in that day um so they reunite at the concert luckily jessica and, and Chad Michael Murray, I can't say his character. It's always his Chad name, Michael <laughs> First of all, his name is Luke, which mm-hmm. was his character's name on One Tree Hill, so I really appreciated that. But I was like, Love it. I've never <laughs> really called him anything but Chad Michael Murray in like the decade or whatever that I've watched him do stuff. It's always Chad Michael Murray. It's a great name. You just want to say the full name. Um, Chad Michael Murray walks into the concert. They reunite. Luckily, even though, again, they've spent a day tops together together uh they move the right speed of very quickly into relationships <laughs> and they decide they're meant to be together and they kiss in what should have been the end of the movie but then there's one more brief scene where we see that the soldiers are going to be shipped out together then we cut to the aunt's house where she's canoodling with the man who owned the dog Blitzen is there, and then also Jessica and Chad Michael Murray are canoodling in front of a fake moon, and then they kiss again, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Before, but then they reference "It's a Wonderful Life" in front of the moon. Yeah, and then yeah, that's I th- the end. I think they already had that scene filmed, and then they thought the movie already ended, but we still have this nice scene of them with the moon. We'll have two endings to the movie where they kiss two different times. Yeah, it does. It definitely felt like there were two endings. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the Lord of the Rings. There's a bunch of different endings to this movie. Yep. And and two just for the characters we've been waiting to see the whole movie. You get two kisses out of them, which is nice. Three total, I think, kisses from them throughout the oh, movie. Because yeah, they had the fake kiss while her ex-boyfriend was watching. The mm-hmm. fake kiss that was clearly not fake. Yeah. Yeah. There was just a whole lot. Um, <laughs> um, Caitlin, were there any other major standouts uh, that you'll take away from right before Christmas? Do you feel like you've gotten the resolutions you wanted from the film? Do you want to see a full film dedicated to one of these storylines next year? Um, Probably not. Well, you know, actually, (laughs) I don't know anything about the brother. So maybe if you give me one where it's like the brother in the army with his girlfriend or whatever, give me more of that just because I barely had time with them this time. It's true. They they had a very happy storyline, low stress. They didn't have any of those like 
things where they accidentally see someone with an ex and then, it, you know, they don't know if they want to spend time together. It's just two people bonding and falling for each other. Give Building us more of that. snowmen. Yeah. Um, but no, I, other than that, though, I feel like I've got everything I needed. All five storylines wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will personally request a behind the music of the boy <laughs> band. Um, Jax, I think, was his name. It was. Um, and his two bandmates who... Again, I don't my when I see the three in a room together, I don't think those three men were in a boy band together. So convince me, show me the documentary. How did they come up and rise through fame and then break apart and come back together? That's the story I want to see is an all boy band Hallmark movie next year. I will 100% watch it. <laughs> okay, well, Caitlin, as I mentioned, we um, rate these movies between one and five uh, every week, and we always have a different rating system. Because this movie had a lot of product placement throughout it, a lot of <laughs> Hallmark cards, um, this week we'll be rating this between one and five pop-up Hallmark cards. How would you rate right before Christmas? I think I would give it three pop-up Hallmark cards just because it was so so much going on. I had no idea for half the movie who people were. So, yeah, I'm going to go with three. <laughs> yeah, what about you? That's still a solid score. Um, I did forget. I just want to read one fan tweet. I love watching people live tweeting these movies while I'm live watching these movies. Shout out to a gentleman named Paul Onofre. Um, at one point, he just tweeted, hashtag right before Christmas. You've got this, Jessica. You can play this cello. <laughs> Um, so supportive. I know. I loved how supportive he was. And so even though, as I mentioned, there's so many plot lines, I feel like I am usually good at following what's happening in a movie. And this one, I was truly trying to concentrate hard. I wasn't multitasking. I wasn't drinking Christmas spiked eggnog. I was focused. And I still did not know who a lot of people were for a large part of the movie. I wanted to see our leads together so I could feel that romantic connection between them and want to see them together. Um, However, (laughs) everything's beautiful. Everyone's house is a Pinterest board come to life. Um, Even though the leads could have had some more time together, we get so many little cute storylines that mathematically those add up to be more than one movie's worth of love and connection and Christmas cheer. So right before Christmas on Hallmark gets five out of five pop-up Hallmark cards from me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot out of it. And, uh, you know, there, there are some notes, but we still felt Christmas magic. We see snow. We see decorations. We see trees. All the things you want to see in one of these movies. And honestly, I laughed a lot. Sometimes when it wasn't prompted, I was genuinely entertained while watching this movie. Me too. That's all we could ask for. Well, we appreciate you joining us today, Caitlin. Thanks to all of you for listening. You can find All I Want for Christmas is this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at All I Want Pod to see which movies we are streaming next. And until next time, happy holidays. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game full speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.